Go Late Selects, brought to you by Sky. Watch new exclusive and unmissable content only on Sky. All right, what do we say before we hit record? Do we go, uh, break a leg? Or can I say the um, camera's rolling? Quiet on set? Action. Wow, I haven't heard that in a movie set since Citizen Kane, I think. What do they say then? Get on with the time. (laughs) They say turnover. Turnover! Speed! Speed, I'm speeding. So that sound will be speeding. And then you hear camera speed, set, and action. Action, okay. Crouch, touch, pause, engage. Here we go. Uh, Welcome to Go Loud Selects. I think I've seen that film. Crouch, touch, pause, engage. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, here we go. Welcome to Go Loud Selects, the very first episode with him. Him, does he even need to be named? You just yes, need to he hear does. his voice. How are you? Uh, how are you? Simon uh, Delaney. You? And him, Aidan Power, how are you, Head? Very good, man. Here we are. This is a bit of crack, isn't it? What is this? We get to what talk about the things that we love most, which is television, film, podcasts, gaming, concerts, everything. Entertainment, basically. And that sounds a bit self-indulgent, but it's no. for... Your pleasure and your benefit that we will sift through the waste dump. Wow. The waste dump of entertainment to pick out. Because in fairness, there is an awful lot of muck out there. There's a lot of muck. We're going to put snorkels on and wade through it for you, dear listeners. There's a few few fivers. What else do you find in muck when you're a kid? Shopping trolleys. (laughs) Yeah. And an old traffic cone that all represent good entertainment that you may miss just in the pure and sheer volume of stuff that is there for your eyeballs and your ears to consume. But you know, it's, uh, during, during the pandemic, uh, one of the most used hashtags I ever saw I was see, uh, saw on Twitter was recommendations, please, you know. Yeah. Because we were all diving into television and film because we were all stuck at home. And that's what this podcast is for. It's about what you and I are watching. But it's also about stuff that the people who listen to the show might have seen that we have missed. We want to find those little nuggets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not just our opinion, by the way. We're going to have a professional opinion as well, Ado. We're going to have Brian Lloyd from Entertainment.ie popping on pretty much every week to give us uh, what's coming in the cinema, uh, what's coming online to the TV. And then we're going to have some very special guests who are involved in the business. We're going to be talking to actors, writers, directors, producers, anybody who's in the biz to give the listeners a little peek behind the curtain uh, you know, as to what it takes to make these TV shows and what it's like to be in the bizzle. And that's the great thing about working with Simon Delaney on a podcast because he also, <laughs> as well as being a multi-talented actor, presenter, writer, chef, he's a good guest booker as well. Yeah, he's got, got a great phone book. I've got a cracking, few cracking names in there, yeah. And we'll be talking to them all over the next and few weeks. And he seems to have a tremendous amount of dirt on a lot of people he worked with. So he's strong-arming I them do. into coming onto this podcast. So... This podcast is brought to you by Sky and we have our very first Go Loud recommendation. Go for it. It's a new Sky exclusive. It's called Tony Hawk Until the Wheels Fall Off and it's streaming now on Sky. So this is Tony Hawk as in pro skateboarder, the man who conquered the world in the the mid to late 90s. Of skating. I mean, think about how big this guy was. This guy had a PlayStation game. Six one two. No, I'm not talking about height. Do you have to be a certain height to be a skater? Because I was short. I still I, am short. I would have thought my low centre center of, of gravity. gravity. He was so big, this guy, during the mid to late 90s. He had his own PlayStation franchise, the Tony Hawk games. Oh, he did? Did you play it? I didn't, no. Because no, you're a big gamer. I'm a gamer. Like a I huge love, gamer. I love my PlayStation, but no, I never went there. But this guy has been there, done it. I mean, he's made 
an absolute fortune. And this documentary, it's looking well. It kind of focuses in on the on the career of the of the professional, the number one professional skater, Tony Hawk, who was one of the pioneers of modern skateboarding mm. and is credited in bringing uh, skateboarding to the mainstream. And you know, like he's still very much around, whether he oh, skates 100%. competitively or not. But he's still like like uh, Tom Brady. He's the Tom Brady. Of, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He is. But you look at even the Olympics that have just gone past the new sports that are in there. Yeah, and it's in there. Yeah. It was Skateboarding for the first time, wasn't it? is in the Olympics. And this yeah. is the man. You know what? I, I would say this is the man who was, who was the biggest sort of, move, biggest pusher of the movement towards that. I mean, he's he, a big he's pusher. He's responsible for yeah. it. Were you a skateboarder back in your day? I was, yeah. Blades? Well, when yeah. I say, I, hang on, when you say I had a skateboard, does that make you a skater? I but I did. I mean, skating was huge in the in the early 90s when we were kids, late 80s, early 90s. And the early 90s sorry my Apple Watch is trying to talk Get to me the yard, you? What are you oh we're going to do this I, I was around the, the 50s 80s. when all we had was a stick the 80s well I remember one Christmas this is a true story it's not a skateboarding story but I do <laughs> okay. remember okay I do hang remember. on can I ask you a, a yes. genuine question I'm not, be, I'm not being a dick yeah. when you were a kid did yeah. skateboarding exist how old do you think I am do you think we all play with sticks and hoops now they're all in their short trousers? Yeah. Like, get up the arse. When I watch Reeling in the Ears, that's One all I Christmas, see. Christmas, when I was about nine or ten, <laughs> I asked Santa for a new bike for Christmas, right? Ah. Now, my father, God be good to him, he was a printer by trade. Like, wasn't, we weren't rich. That's putting them mildly. Like, we had a pay phone in the house. <laughs> Honestly, God. <laughs> with a lock on And we had to pay Neil Gas Electric, you know, 50 pays. And put money in the meter? Under the stairs, yeah. Okay, uh, Angela's anyway, ashes. I asked for a new bike, and lo and behold, when I grew up that Christmas morning, there was a bike on the Christmas tree. It wasn't you, but it was mine, right? And it was one of those, you won't remember this, but they were called Velomos, right? It had the long saddle on it and, like, chopper handlebars, and I thought I was like... That, I can picture it. I never knew that's what yeah, they were called. I was called. like your man, remember Chips? Yeah, yeah. We're without the, thing, without right? the engine. So, very excitedly, I brought it out the front door, out to the garden, and we lived in a cul-de-sac, and at the end of our cul-de-sac, the road went down. You know, it was a dip down to a keyhole, and I thought, this is the, the maiden voyage of the good ship Velomos, and off I pootled down the road, and as I got to the crest of the hill going down the cul-de-sac, I said, I'm going to do it. We're going to do a wheelie, at which point I did a wheelie and the front wheel rolled down to the bottom of the hill. The, I came down, the forks stuck in the ground and I went arse over, tit over the handlebars. <laughs> My father, who wasn't the greatest DIY specialist in the world, hadn't tightened the nuts on the front wheel after picking her up in the shop. Yeah, and I uh, most several injuries, actually. Well, yeah. do you know what? The, the title of the, the Tony Hawk uh, <laughs> <laughs> the show is so apt until the wheels fall off. Well, there you go. That is on Sky, available to stream now. That's your first First goal out selection. There it is. And coming soon, Simon Delaney until the wheels fell off, oh, which didn't take long. God, God bless your father. Come here, what are you watching at the minute? What's what's floating your boat at the minute? Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you, but I find myself watching less and less regular telly, if you want to call it that. Scheduled TV. Schedule, yeah, I watch sport like you do. We watch mm-hmm. shed loads of that. Watch the news and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's very few, I think what they call it, appointment to view shows. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Unless something big is on, like Derry Girls has started. I will I will, I will, sit down on a Tuesday night and watch yeah. that. Peaky Blinders every Sunday. I'm bereft. I don't know what to be doing <clears> myself on a Sunday night. You go um, to Mass. Can you? Well, you do, you, do you have late mass in your I hood? If anybody needs to go to mass in this room, it's you, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, my point is, if I'm watching uh, a show, a drama, or a movie, it's on a streaming service. Okay. By and large. Okay. And so, I like, and I'm going to sound, well, you might say I'm, I'm a pretentious kid. I like watching, I like going on the Channel 4 player. Okay. Uh, more 4. 
Is that what it's called? You've got me excited and nervous about the recommendation here. Okay. And I like going into a certain section of it, which is called drama. But within the drama section, there's world drama. And Ah. I like watching foreign language dramas. Okay, all right. And on the Channel 4 player, there's tons of them, all under the banner and the platform of Walter Presents, which is uh, a worldwide distribution for world drama. Because as you know better than I would seeing as you work in this business there's so much good drama oh, being made in Israel in Finland yeah. in I was Lithuania what well, there you go yeah, I just yeah, mentioned yeah, Lithuania yeah, yeah. you know it truly is yeah. uh, global it's not just in America it's not just in the UK and are you talking about specifically like Nordic, Nordic stuff or the current one I'm watching is is a, is a Nordic right. Scandi, a pen, Scandi ready, right Nordic show and it's and called it is called Grey Zone Grey, Grey zone. zone. Okay. And it's not your typical Scandi police procedural serial killer, okay. gloomy grey, all that kind of stuff. What it is, it's a it's a high tech thriller, modern, yeah. contemporary, really full of action. Is this a series now? Really intense. Oh, it is a series. I thought there was only six episodes and last night I got up to uh, episode seven I was like, hang on, this thing is still on. I was like, great. So I think there's at least another three. I and think are you in be- for season one? Season one and there is only one season oh, of it. Oh, okay. Grey Zone. Yeah, Grey Zone. And what it is, it's um, it's set between Denmark and Sweden which will be similar to The Bridge. Yes. When they, yeah. and, and it does involve the police. The Bridge. I, really I, oh, the bridge I can't is find fantastic. the fucking thing anywhere. The Bridge is fantastic. So is Borgen and the reason yeah. I mentioned Borgen is some of the cast in this were in Borgen. So without giving, this is what I'm going to have to learn now is not to give too much oh, away. Oh, no spoilers please. No, there will be yellow cards and red cards presented on this show for anybody who gives out spoilers because you and I might have seen all of it. Okay, well you but can. our lovely listeners mightn't have and they might can, be doing a dive in. Okay, you can tell me when to stop. Okay. Right, so it starts with um, police searching for special forces like the intelligence in in Sweden and Denmark looking for a warhead Oh, that's gone missing Oh, right Okay, I love it already and then they discover um, that there's more than one warhead Uh, yellow card now that's quite enough thank you oh shit have I I given it away no yeah I'm giving that away okay but let me tell you this okay there's an imminent terrorist attack being planned you're on a yellow card now okay with the use of a warhead I'm with you. And they've got to find this warhead before it's too late. Excellent. So that's one season. It's on all four or more four, whatever it's called. Yeah, I should know the name. Is it all four? I think it's all yeah. four. All yeah. four. Grey Zone. All for one. Recommend. Grey Zone. It's Number really two. good. It's really tense. And it's it's complex as well as a lot of Scandi uh, dramas are. It's not just, uh, oh, we need to find the bomb. Let's find the bomb. There's a lot of yeah, nuanced storylines within the, the characters from the police force with yeah. uh, one of the central characters in it um, who's been used in this in this plot works um, for a drone company. Beep, beep. Now listen. I didn't say what she does. She could be cleaning the toilets in the drone company. The look on your face. Or she could be developing... Weapons of mass destruction. Uh, Who knows? So you're you're on that at the moment. That's I am cool. loving it. And you know, I when I got to episode seven last night, I thought, well, I just keep going. And then it was like, I, don't know, I have to I be know, in here yeah, in the board. That's always the beauty. Uh, and isn't that a, a great thing to be able to say? So, Grey Zone. Um, if you if you like tense drama, yeah, uh, good strong storyline, and um, and it looks great as well. I it did has one that. Of those Nordic dramas a couple of years ago. I was in an episode of Wallander, Young Wallander. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was is that the Kenneth Branagh? It was a remake of yeah. It was a remake. The BBC made it. Back Back in the I think 95, 96, Kenneth Branagh played him. Very famous detective, comes from a book series, and this is Young Wallander. So this was a Swedish version, but we shot it at You Were Dead Right in Lithuania on the same sets where they shot, uh, that's where they shot Chernobyl. 
Wow. They shot it in Lithuania. Amazing place. So you were in an episode of I was in one episode. Okay. No, I was in one episode. It's mad because you know, I keep getting tweets from people going, I was watching this Nordic drama and the door opened and there you were. It's mad. Like of all the, the last people you'd expect to turn up in a Swedish Nordic police That's procedural. That's been filmed in Lithuania. There he is. And are you, how's it going in it? Or are you, well, it, it just, you, you have know, a, when I, your peanut, but you see, I was asked, I was asked like, you know, I asked what accents and, and the director said, uh, your own accents. And I said, well, but we're living in this and I'm supposed to be, like I'm the parents of, <laughs> of Swedish children. No, no, your own accents. So I did my own accents, which is amazing, I think. But anyway, that I died. Oh, I need to. I need to see that. Yeah, Young Wallander available on Netflix. It's on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's season two has just started. By the way. All right. Well, <laughs> I was going to say you can't be recommending your own work, but I'm not. You I'm recommending the series. Do you know what? You've been in so much, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. during this podcast, so many shows that you've been in will pop up as a recommendation. Or they could get the old uh, uh, "Don't watch that. It's shite." And would you be the one to tell us what yes, you've I been in that will. shite? Oh, I'm happy to do oh, that. Oh, great, let's go we'll to that. do over the next couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Give us, give us a recommendation of something that, that you would like us to watch. Okay, so I've gone down a wormhole of, I'm big into my documentaries, as I know you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have kind of similar interests and we love our military documentaries, World War One, World War II. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Another series that I love is uh, The Gold Hunters and Gold Rush and all that. I'll just give, Discovery is one of my favourite channels. Mm. And there's a new series on at the moment called Dave Turin's Lost Gold Mines. Now, Dave Turin, anyone who's watched Gold Rush, which I think is in about its 17th or 18th season at this at this point, it's a huge show. It follows these mining crews who go around the world mining for gold. And Dave Turin was what's called a crew leader of one of these families, the Hoffmans, one of their crews. And at the end of the three seasons ago, there was a big mill, a physical punch up, and Dave lost the head and he got booted off the show. <laughs> right, on, that's so not what gone. I was expecting. Yeah, well, there to you say. go. That's what I'm saying. But, and he was gone. <laughs> kick, kick and he was one of the best other. characters in it because he was. He was. His father was a miner. You know, he generational knowledge. He was brilliant to what he did. He drove every piece of equipment. He knew just. He knew the geological stuff. He knew how to run the wash table. What how to weigh the gold. Amazing guy. But he'd had enough of this crew. There was a punch up, and um, he was gone. Booted off it. Is this like um, deadliest cash? Exactly for gold. Gold miners. Yeah. Right. And then lo and behold. I see a new series pop up called Dave Turin's Lost Gold Mines. So now show. he's got his own show where he's left and he, he references the, the, the punch up with the Hoffmans. Yeah, yeah. They show the clip. Guys, you want to get down here? Dave's punching. And it, it's brilliant television. So he said, so I'm, I'm, I've been black sheep. I'm gone. You know, I'm out of the community. So I thought, this is what I do. This is what I know. I'm going to find my own crew and I'm going to go looking for gold myself. He said, because I have a theory that the, after the gold rush and even the gold rush up to the 1920s, 1930s, it then stopped. Mining was stopped in a lot of the states in America. But these gold mines are still there, but they just haven't been mined. And think about the technology that they have now as opposed to what they had back then. They can go deeper. They can dig more stuff out. They can find stuff. So he yeah, travels yeah. around America. He puts together this crew and they, off they go. He goes prospecting and they find uh, a gold. There's three seasons of this at the moment and it's right up to date in terms of last year. And um, it's gripping television because 
of the personal stuff that happens around the people who are involved in the crew. It's so watchable. I just love that idea as well of these guys who haven't the arse in their trousers. He puts together this ragbag team mm. and they're going out there to try. They've got six weeks because the mining season is only five to six weeks depending where in America they are. So there's a season. Is that a weather thing? Or? It's a weather thing, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of them will mine, some of them will mine up in Alaska. Um, so even down in Montana, uh, you know, there are, when the winter comes in, the winter comes in and stops you mining. But I would highly recommend on history... Dave Turin's Lost Gold Mines. Anybody out there, if you're watching it and you agree with me, let us know. Uh, if you think I'm mad, please let me know too. We just won't read them out next week. Um, but <laughs> but we do read them But all. that's where I'm going. I find myself going down wormholes of, of documentaries. Yeah. Uh, so and that's my recommendation this week. Stuff. Dave just, Turin's Lost Gold Mines. I just Googled, is there a gold mine in Ireland? I've done it. I did that. Okay. There is. There's loads. There is gold mining in Ireland, yeah. Discoveries are, this is according to the Irish Post, yeah. the, the first Irish gold rush occurred in 1795 to yeah. 1860 with around 300 kilos mm-hmm. mined from deep within and the Emerald by the Isle. way, that's a kilo. How many ounces in a kilo? Google that. Because gold at the moment is upwards of $2,000 an ounce. Well, I was going to say, with the way the world is now, dollars an ounce. So what do you want to know? How many ounces? How many ounces in a kilo? Are in... Oh, you don't up. type very quick, do you? Shut up. I was busy reading. 35. 35. So, so much is an ounce worth? $2,000. Multiply so by 35. Yes, yeah, so that's $70,000 a kilo. Many kilos were found? Right, we're, gl- we're going to Clontribbit yeah. in Monaghan because a gold discovery was made there recently. Yeah. Yeah. This article is from 2001. Worth $546 million. Um, in Clontribbit in County Monaghan. There you go. There you go. Well, now, this- when this article was written, valued at around... One thousand and fifty euro an ounce. Yeah, it's now so two thousand dollars an ounce. So it's about eight nineteen hundred euro an ounce. Hang on, here. Listen, is... we don't want people to start listening to this no, podcast no, no. and start putting shovels in their cars and heading to Clontibbris. Well, no, don't I found. Do. We're not recommending spots to mine on the show, Aiden. Could, well, we're it's all it's ending shows to now, watch. Okay, we didn't think that our first recommendations would be about where to mine gold, but <laughs> we are about recommending. So, Kumanor, which is between Bantry and Dunmanway. Yeah, I can hear. I it can translates as closing and hollow of We're the gold. Cut the shovel. Yeah, no, don't be doing that. But anyway, okay, I'm not sharing anymore. Because you're also not allowed metal detect a certain part of this country. Oh, I've it's illegal, is it? Hole. But if you want to get into it, and you've, if you like Gold Rush, right, and you you will be aware of Dave Churin because he was on Gold Rush since season one. He worked for the Hoffman crew. Big fan now. Punch up. Now he's got his own gang. It's brilliant television. Like it. You really root for them. Okay. Cool. I'm going to watch Happy. that when I'm uh, when I go and get me gold down in in the moor. Now, can I ask you something else, yes. right? Because um, we're talking about television and film and all that. Um, what would be your guilty pleasure when it comes to television? What do you watch that you might go? I'm not telling today, and I'm watching that. <laughs> you think I'm um, an Like, do you have anything that? I, I, it would surprise me if you were watching it. <laughs> With me, no. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, that's power. Um, well, I give you mine, and then you can take it from there. Go on. I love watching the repair shop. Why would you call that a guilty pleasure? I don't know. Like, if you said to me you watch the Kardashians, I go, okay, maybe that's, you know, you could class that as yeah. not something you would think Simon Delaney because would when watch. The, but when the repair shop started. Maybe you don't was, class the Kardashians as a guilty because pleasure. When, <laughs> when the repair shop started, it was on at half three and in the on, in the afternoon on BBC One. It's kind of what, what some people have described as nursing home television. It's on. It's on just before countdown. It's not going to raise your blood pressure that much. It's not going to, you know, cause. It's just. Very gentle television. Yeah. And it's gone on to become... like Now it's 8 o'clock on a Sunday night or Monday night. It's prime time television mm. now. Some of the people in it have been on Strictly. 
I mean, Jesus okay. wept. Yeah, it's, so it's huge. I love this. I love the stories behind. Again, maybe it's just that thing of old historical items being brought back to life, and just when they are and they're revealed to the owner. Yeah, it just brings, you, you're, gorgeous, a bit of a, you're a bit of a DIY head, obviously. You like oh, things brutal. being no, fixed. And, Jesus, no, I'm not saying you can no, do it. I'm not brutal. saying you're any good at it, but you like I watching always, other I've people I've always enjoyed it. watching people who are good at their job, no matter what they do. Thank you. Be it a sound engineer. <laughs> he just it, turned away from me and pointed turned, at yeah, the sound. Be it a sound engineer, producer. <laughs> a producer, a carpenter, a, a presenter. He gets to me. Yeah, yes, but yeah. I, I've always been fascinated with that and people... I just think for me maybe it's not a guilty TV pleasure but mm. the, what's yours then? If you say the Kardashians you'll have this, the, the door will hit your arse Okay, have you heard of um, uh, Okay, I better not mention the Kardashians Season 7 was amazing um, Don't say one of those property shows or something Yeah Well now it is a property show no, but it's on. not just any old property show oh. it's a sexy property show oh, with sexy people in sexy Hollywood it's called really? Selling Sunset you don't watch that do you? I think who was it was it one of our uh, friends was it Laura got me onto it someone mentioned it to me and I went okay no actually sorry it was one of my mates he was like no seriously you gotta, gotta, gotta give that a look and you watch it I watched three episodes so of it's a show when I was hung over one day estate agents in LA so if you want to go guilty pleasure that would be that Selling would, Sunset is yeah, that what it's called yeah. would you recommend it? It's, I don't need to recommend it I guarantee you there's shed loads of people listening it doesn't need error love it, it. okay uh, how do, you, do we have a PO box number or something that people can write to the show and tell Simon Delaney <laughs> why he it. needs to watch does your wife Lisa not watch it? no I don't think so no right, okay. I no. bet she does when you're here <laughs> this is Ireland's new true crime sensation Unusual Suspects the number one podcast in the country they load up 7.4 million and drive off with a hostage and they're gone in order to be one of them, you have to be a pathological liar. You can see the stacks of money bulging through the nylon. FBR watching it 24 hours a day. You can't make this stuff up. Download Unusual Suspects now on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms. <laughs> Let's talk movies then, shall we? Uh, because have you seen anything in the, in the cinema recently? Have you been back since the world went became normal again? I have been back in the cinema only within the last what month for the first time since you couldn't go to the cinema so I'm I'm late late getting back to it and I went to see uh, <laughs> a film god a film called Ambulance ah, Ambulance <laughs> it's it's a Michael Bay movie oh Jesus Aiden uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal oh god and surprise surprise most of it happens most in of the action ambulance. is Michael Bay movie in an ambulance wow. it's basically Grand Theft Auto in a movie Right. So it's a bank robbery um, that goes a bit pear-shaped and yeah. ends up um, in this massive uh, police chase. I mean, not just the cops. Every law enforcement agency right. in the history of the United States is chasing Jake Gyllenhaal in an ambulance. Wow. Where do I sign up for that? I thought I was I having... see a representative I thought I was having a stroke watching it. It is just so bombastic, so full-on in terms of action, explosions, right. crazy sweeping jib shots... Would you recommend It's just it? Michael Bay. They went, there's a hundred million. Blow the shit out of Los Angeles. Blow up lots of things. Yeah. And film it. And figure out a way of um, either. Is it, good? is it good? It's a joy. It's a, oh, it's a pure it? popcorn flick. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's yeah. a leave your brain at the door. It attempts to try and inject a bit of intelligence and a storyline. You're like, don't bother. No. Just keep blowing you? shit up. Uh, I, so that's what I went back to. That's the first I, film I've, I've seen. I've seen one film since the world became normal again. And I, know, I can guarantee you haven't seen this, nor will you go and see it. 
Um, I went to see West Side Story, the remake of West Side Story. I will Steven never go and Spielberg's see that because I'm a philistine. I don't like musicals. But that's yeah, it's because no. you've been brought up on the wrong ones. You've watched the wrong ones. West Side Story is the greatest love story ever I, told. I was brought, based on Romeo and Juliet. I was Juliet. brought to see Les Mis in the, in the point as it was back in the day, and yeah. I fell asleep an hour and a half in, and I swore I'd never see another musical wow. ever again. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna educate, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna change, change you. You West Side ignorant, Story, you ignorant man. The remake. It's one of those movies when I saw the remake, I thought, no, why are they doing? Because the original is such a classic, it swept the board of the Oscars. And then you watch what Spielberg did. But I've, I've, I haven't seen cinematography like this in years in the cinema. It's a beautiful piece of work. The casting is phenomenal, which was replica, which we saw at the Oscars. Although I found it quite bizarre that Rachel Zegler wasn't even invited. The girl played Maria. She wasn't nominated. Uh, the guy who played Tony was nominated for Best Actor. The girl who played Anita, Best Supporting Actor. She went on to win it. But the girl who played Maria wasn't even invited to the Oscars. Talk about a balls up. Mind you. How do went. you know that? Maybe she was sick. No, no, she wasn't invited. She came arrived. out and then eventually they righted the wrong and they brought her on to present an award. Anyway, the Oscars went smoothly without her anyway. So. Um, so, <laughs> I like the way that you're concerned about yeah. individual cast. Why wasn't she But if you haven't seen West Side Story, go and see it. Um, even if you haven't seen the original, I would recommend going and watching that, Is that about gangs? It's Romeo and Juliet. It's it's the Mon, the Mon, Montagues and the Capulets, whatever they're called, something Capulet, like that. Was it? Yeah. yeah, it's the Jets and the Sharks. It's the, it's the yeah, Hispanic yeah. community against the the Caucasian community in New York. Okay, and it's set in nineteen fifty five. It's about immigration and the Jets, who are the Caucasians. They don't want these people in the city, and there's a rivalry. And one of the the leader of uh, the Jets falls in love with the Hispanic girl, and there's all that kind of stuff. And it's phenomenal. Was and the Rent music, not the same plot line as that? No. Rent. <laughs> no, love. Rent. Rent is a movie. That, no, it's not. I don't know where to start with that. Rent, Rent is about property porn, is it? No. no r- wow. I don't know where to go with that. Rent is about the AIDS epidemic. I'm just, I'm just making it clear. This is how, this is if you're going to try and no me, shit. You're this no is how ignorant I am. Yeah. Well, I'm going to recommend you recommend an ambulance. It's a popcorn. There's no burst. I recommend. Why did they just? Why they sing it? Just fucking say the line. I oh, know, ignorance, ignorance. Stephen Sondheim is turning in his grave. I know who he is. We well, see, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest lyricists ever lived. Okay, I have a recommendation for you that I think you're going to love. And and I say that with great confidence because... If it's there with selling Sunset, you can keep it. Go on. No, no, that, that, that was just a red herring to throw you off the set. You're like, I'm going to listen to this guy's recommendations every week. They're crap. You're yeah. going to like this. And I say this because I know you love cooking. I'm, I'm interested though. Do you like cooking shows, culinary programs, some of them, some of them. restauranty programs? I like Anthony Bourdain. Okay, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and the travel and all that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. Okay, well, Tucci. I think you like this particular one because it's 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 about food, and it's uh, also about celebrities and entertainment and, and actors feature on this. So it's it's a show on YouTube. Surely you've heard of it. I know everyone will have heard of Hot Ones. Hot, Hot ones. ones. No, never heard of that. It's a huge show on YouTube, which you know. Maybe you and me were traditionalists. We go shows on YouTube. It's bigger than most shows on TV. It's on YouTube. Yes. Right. Okay. Hot ones. Never heard of it. Tell me. Okay. It's very simple. There's this guy. Uh, he's the host. His name is Sean Evans. He's kind of like he's like a cross between Justin Timberlake and Mark Zuckerberg. If they had a kid, so he's good looking but geeky. Okay. But he's a brilliant interviewer, and each week he'll have an A-list celebrity. They've had. You think of actors. Will Ferrell. That was a big episode. Matthew yeah. McConaughey, Paul Rudd, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters was on recently. What does he cook for them then? Uh, he doesn't cook, but they eat together. So they have ten chicken wings each, 
and then there's 10 bottles of hot sauce beside each chicken wing. Why is your face turning? Uh, I'm out. So you're going to eat like someone while feeding them hot chicken wings to yeah, see but, out on the interview. But last. here's the thing. So interspersed oh, with geez, the questions, you and I eat a wing, or Sean and his guests yeah. eat the wing, Okay. and we start off with, you know, this, this, mild this sauce, sauce is like a thousand Scovilles or whatever the temperature is measured yeah, yeah. in. And then we go up and we get up to the point right. where, by and large, most of the guests are in some medical trauma by the end of it. No, sorry, I'm out. I'm out. Why? What a load of shite. Really? Yeah. So they do. So no, no. they spin on this show. Okay. They're interviewing somebody while feeding. Why don't you just have them run across a shooting range? <laughs> And just get someone really for shit and fire. Insurance reasons they were missing. Keep going. I mean, what was it like to do that last film? <laughs> <laughs> have another go. We love the idea, but Michael Douglas got shot in the leg I in the pilot. What is the point? Because so it's okay. not a show about food, then. No, it's no, it's, it's so you it, led me in there. You said it's a show about food and a listers. Yeah, you're watching them eating chicken wings. Mm, that's nice, and they do look like good wings. But what what it does is. <laughs> It's, a, it's an interview And your man's a brilliant interviewer Like his questions are so on point They are So when I get to Chicken Bean number 8 And the person's tears rolling down the face If you see the episode I think it's one of the most watched episodes of it It has over 100 million views Who, Who's the guest? Gordon Ramsay oh, Chef right. yeah, Gordon yeah. Ramsay no, Yeah okay he gets to about wing seven, wing eight, right. and he is. And he loses it. He, but he's come prepared, right? Because he's seen other episodes and he even says at the start, the only reason I'm doing this is because my kids don't think I'm hard enough to get through this challenge. <laughs> okay, so he's right, like, come okay. on, no, I can fucking do this. Come on, come on, come on. But he brings a whole bag of um, supplies to get through this. He's got lemon juice, he's got lime juice, he's yeah. got his own wipes, he's got milk, he's got um, that thing for heartburn. What's that it's drink? That purple drink, yeah. Nothing saves him. The man is a sweating mess, teary mess by the All end right, of it. You know what? I'm going to give it a go. I'll give it Even a go. if you just want to see Gordon Ramsay I'll suffer. I'll back to you next week. No, I t- if you're going to watch one episode of it, and they're only about 20 minutes long, one of the recent episodes, which is, I think, one of the best, and this is, show has been yeah. going for eight, nine, ten years, is That's an episode with Colin Farrell. Really? Your mate, Colin Farrell. Now, you know... <laughs> My mate? I don't even know the man. Do you not know him? No, well, I met him. But yeah, I yeah. Say he's a mate. Well, like... I mean, I can ring him and ask him if he thinks he's a mate. Hang on. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have his uh, Who's this? Who's yeah. this? Is that my yeah. plumber? Hello? Yeah. Colin Farrell is, Handle just in me. case anyone needs reminded, well, we know he's a good actor. He's, he's proved that in, in the last <clears> number of years. Absolutely. He's been in some fucking amazing things and continues to be. But he's just, he's a lovely, lovely guy. And you just need to watch the episode to truly appreciate that. Oh, really? He's not like your so where other average It's Hollywood on YouTube. Dude, it's on, yeah, it's called Hot Ones on YouTube. Hot Ones, okay. with With Sean Evans, Chicken Wings and A-list so celebrities. We've got, we've got television recommendations, we've got movie recommendations. Uh, you know what, next week maybe jump in and we'll do some podcast recommendations. Oh, yeah. Maybe some music or something. Might even do a bit of gaming, but podcast next week. What do you think? I was doing a little bit of wavy thing with my hand there. We've also got a very special guest next week. Do we? Yes, who's starring in one of the biggest TV shows in the world at the moment. The very big little black book? Well, you'll have to wait and see. Go on, tell me. I need to know. See the way I sung that line just to annoy you. Why did you, why did you, why did you just say it? Why, why you don't you it? tell me, Simon Delaney? No, you see, you have to be able to sing. Do you know why I hate musicals? Why? Because I didn't get cast in the school musical. Well, there you go. Childhood trauma. Yeah.
Delighted to say we are joined by a professional. <laughs> someone who knows what the hell they're talking it's about. It's about time. Because it's the only time we've been described as professional. Listen, well done, Simon. Yeah, Fair but we've play. been blathering on about stuff that we like and we're recommending because that's what the podcast is about. What are people going to watch and listen to, etc. But Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie, someone who makes a living without sounding like Abacino from Glengarry. <laughs> Again, debatable. <laughs> debatable that I make a living oh, out of this. But go dear. on anyway. You are a film reviewer and you also... We, look, we've got you on to talk yeah. about what's coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of which has got um, my learned colleague here very excited. Let's start yes. with that one then, shall we? Go on then. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Really? Cue the music. Can we play in the Top Gun Center? Really? Have you seen the trailer, Si? I have, yeah. Did you get arrested? I didn't, know. Okay. I have to Did be honest. Brian? Brian? I mean, arouses in a, in a, it. Yes, in a cinematic sense. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I did. No, I have to say, I really am looking forward to this. And I'll tell... Okay, I will... Here's what we'll You're do. Out, sell it to me. Come on. No, I'll sell it to you. I'll sell right, it to okay. you. Right. Um, I mean, the fact that I thought the original was shite, is that going to taint my opinion at all? Okay, no, let's let's interrogate... <laughs> no, 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 let's interrogate this for a little minute. Okay? No, I didn't think it was shite, it was good. No, 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 but you just... I mean, did you think it was of its time? I wouldn't, or be, what running, was it? I wouldn't be running to the cinema to watch the sequel. Really? Because I'm pretty much guessing it's going to be the same that we got in the... Just with better CGI and special effects. Perhaps, but though, I do think your man, the guy who's directing this, Joseph Kaczynski, he's known for doing a lot of, like, practical effects and he oh, likes okay. to build sets all right. and he likes and to... All right, you're selling Tom it. Tom likes to fly his own planes. Exactly. And jump out of them. Right. Exactly. And, like, there is that thing now of, like, especially I notice it a lot with the likes of, like, you know, the Marvel films and, you know, Star Wars and all that sort of thing. Audiences... I don't actually respond to CGI in the same way that they do no, anymore because we can tell that it's fake, like, mm, you know, that kind yeah. of way. So, like, one of the great things I've loved about Tom Cruise's career up to, in the last, I would say, five to ten years is that he's basically, he's given up the fact that he's going to get an Oscar. So he's like, I'm going to try kill myself in the most inventive way possible. <laughs> I'm going to dive out of airplanes. I'm going to jump drive, off buildings. I'm going to jump off buildings and creel my ankle. I'm going to fling uh, motorbikes around Paris. I don't care. I'll do it. And in this, he literally got to ride shotgun in a jet, an actual like fighter jet. And right. like that to me is like, I, I want to see that. I just want to see how that okay. looks. Yeah. Now look, I will freely admit, you know, we can get into the political ramifications of this, that it's, you know, jingoistic and that it's yeah. Cold War and that it's... Yeah, outdated, let's park all that blah, blah, blah. I just think... Who are the original cast is back? Um, just Tom Cruise. Just him? Just Tom Cruise, because poor old Val Kilmer, unfortunately, yeah. had... Um, By the way, have you seen that documentary? I haven't! Oh, it's good! Oh my have you seen it? Oh, I have, and I think we could phenomenal. spend nearly a whole episode talking it's about phenomenal. it. It's phenomenal. I really... I know. Eye-opening... Revealing, I did not know half the shit about Val Kilmer. No. Yeah, normally the, the layers to the man, the, the depth done. to the man, yeah. and then his, his his current situation and yeah, his current yeah, health yeah. and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I did think he's in. He is Top Gun. They mentioned him in the trailer. Yeah, they, yeah, like he's literally he's Admiral Kazansky now, and it's okay. like he and he was the one that brought back Maverick to, to ah, Top right. Gun School. Like, yeah. But is, does he appear in the movie? I, I mean, does it? He's it, does it in the trailer? Does there's an image of him on the, on the wall? But, I would presume he's going to be in it, but I mean, I don't. But nobody else is back then. From well, the not definitely cast. not Kelly McGinnis. And have you anyway. seen it yet, or you're about no, to see it? No, no, no. I'm going to go excited. see it. I think. What am I going to go get to see it? When's it out? 
You're putting me on the spot. All right, we'll okay. Google no, that. No, no, we'll I want to say, I want to say, I want to say it's like May the twenty fourth, and I think okay. I'm getting to about see it. Yeah, about a month away, and I think I'm getting to see it at the start of May. I cool. Think. Well, we'll get your thoughts on it then. What else is on the on the horizon? Well, di- out this week in particular, one that I've been looking forward to for ages is the Northman. Right. Uh, now this was uh, directed, or sorry, this was filmed here in Ireland mm-hmm. up in Donegal. It was directed by a chap called Robert Eggers. Did either of you see the Lighthouse? No. Robert Pattinson? Yeah. No. And William Defoe. No. Okay, right. But I knew one of them was in it. And William Defoe's in this one as well. No, he? well, he is, but he only has a short role in it. Alright. Um so this is basically what I'm describing this as is the most heavy metal adaptation of Hamlet you've ever seen. Oh yeah. It is basically like imagine uh, the story of Hamlet told in a Viking saga with a lot of blood, a lot of violence. It's basically like a stripped back revenge thriller. Wow. It's really? come on far from the. I did Hamlet for school. Yeah, and I I watched the Mel Gibson version. Yeah, about four times. Yeah, I watched the Kenneth Branagh one about yeah. twice. Right, and it, it's really really good. Like I mean, all these like like I mean, they say Hamlet is most adapted of Shakespeare's plays and stuff like that. So like when you go into it and you say, oh yeah, wait, I know this. Mm. I mean, it's that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. This uh, well, Ruth Nega recently played it. That's right, and I saw that version in the of Gate, it. and then over. Yeah, in New York. and it was that was before or after you when you were doing the snapper it, just, it, it was the show that went in after the snapper yeah, yeah it and was, it was really good I, I was there I yeah. went to see it and like the, her interpretation of it was really interesting turned Denmark into a fascist country or Correct. whatever yeah, yeah. interesting so this is a version of this is a version of Hamlet but like done with you know all of the sort of the, the floweriness taken away and just made yeah. it really stripped back. It's basically Alexander Skarsgård well, going around killing people. in these movies, those two movies. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, like, we can talk about Operation Mincemeat. I mean, that's Let's little, do that, because oh, that, that. that actually floats my boat, this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, it's about a body yeah. floating, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 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 I, know I know my know World War II operations. Operation mm. Mincemeat, you can tell us, Brian, was yeah. quite a... It's like something out of an Ian Fleming. Uh, and Ian Fleming is actually in this film. Well, tell us what you believe. Uh, so tell us all about it. So uh, this is a World War II spy drama, and Operation Mincemeat was this uh, plan conceived by the British intelligence to basically plant a dead body in the sea of Sicily, I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, and... On the per oh no, it was in Spain actually. It was in the Med. Anyway, long story short, uh, dead body, fake dead body, um, with uh, fake papers on it that will basically convince the Nazis that the Allies are going to invade Greece when in actual fact they're going to invade Sicily. Ah, uh, the clever swine. Oh, those ah, clever, right, yeah. those dastardly English. And this is a true story. And mm-hmm. this is a completely true okay. story. It was based on a, hist- a non, uh, sorry, historical book about the whole thing. What? Okay. I liked it and I didn't like it. And Who's I'll explain. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's Colin Firth is in it. cast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, fantastic mm. cast. Like you've got Colin Firth, you have Kelly MacDonald, you have Matthew McFadden, who people will know from Succession. Mm. Um, and who, like Colin Firth, also played Darcy. Very good, yeah. On Tabellision. On Tabellision. Uh, yeah, that's right. Day. He was in... Matthew McFadden was <clears> in <throat> Joe Wright's one and then mm-hmm. I think Colin Firth was in the BBC I one. love both of them, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, love and both gave something really interesting to it as well. Really? Two, well, they have two different personalities for Mr. Darcy, okay. I think. But anyway, we're getting away from it. Let's give us the review then. Did you like it? I liked it and I didn't like it. And oh, I'll no. explain. I wish that they had just committed to... See, because it's... 
on the one hand, it's a love triangle between Kelly MacDonald and Colin Firth and Matthew McFadden. And Matthew McFadden's character is this really kind of bookish, really smart. He almost looks like Mr. Chumley Walmer hmm. from Farry Enfield. And in fact, yeah. I think he was based on him because he's got the glasses Mr. and the... Mr. Chumley Walmer. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Grayson. Hello. But he has the glasses and the moustache like Harry Enfield yeah, does, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like, I almost think it yeah. was based on him. But anyways... <laughs> Um, and then Colin Firth's character is uh, the leader of the operation and Kelly MacDonald is his secretary. Who Kelly MacDonald from Boardwalk Empire, Line of Duty. Correct. Line of Duty, yeah. Line of Duty, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, train spotting as well. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, she is the sort of the love interest between the two of them. And okay. half of the film is them kind of like being very chaste and being very like, I love you, but I can't love you because you love him. Oh, okay. And then the other half of the film is them being spies and going around deceiving people. So and you doing all the- wish they would have picked a horse. Pick one, it. exactly. Pick a lane and stick to it because when you kind of... Uh, that is disappointing to it hear. Is. is it the case that the the operation, which might be a you know great fascination to history nerds and World mm. War II buffs, but to make a movie out of it, you need more than that. So we need the... The love story. So the operation is a background for a love story. Yeah. As kind opposed of, to being I, about the operation. Correct. That's it. And like, the thing of it, is, see, this is it. Like it kind of moves one minute, it's backdrop, then the next minute they're all in it. And then the love story is a backdrop. But and is the love story, does is it prevalent to the offer operation? Like does something happen mm. because Not of it? Not necessarily, no, because it's a kind of thing well, of like. why? Yeah, I see, that's it. Like it's more a thing of like, you know, contested loyalties and all this sort of thing. Like, and you know. The idea of people deceive one another in order to get by and all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. And like to be honest with you, like it's very laboured. Okay. Um, would you recommend it? I mean, I, I I would say, and this is always kind of damning but faint praise. I think if I had to bring my mother to the cinema, oh lord, okay. It's funny like, you should say that because when I saw the trailer and my mother remarked to me because she knows I'm into World War II and history, she said, oh, did you see uh, Operations Means Me? And I thought, do you know what? You and me will go together. So, is it the kind of film to bring your mother That's to? exactly it. Right, like, it's, that's, a, that's a recommendation. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it's a very, like, it's a very uh, tame, it's mm, very PG-13. Okay. It, but it could be better. This is the I thing. Know, I know. It could be dark, it could be grittier. It could be dark, it could be more gritty, suspenseful, more dangerous. Sexy, yeah. It could be a bit more everything. Like, yeah. there's so much potential when you're watching it. You're like, yeah. okay, oh, oh, they're going to do it now. Oh, they don't do it. And then it's like, oh, these He's got to kill like a... Oh, no, he doesn't. So tell me, that is a recommendation of sorts. It is. What's on at the cinema at the moment that you would say, lads and lassies, go see this? The North one. Really? Right. That's the North it? one. It's okay. really that good. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's really that good. My colleague in uh, the Irish Times, Donald Clark, gave it five stars. I gave it four. Donald Clark gave it five. Yeah. And that's rare coming from oh, him. Baby, wow. It's rare. Yeah. And if you've no hankering for shows like Vikings or other medieval no, dramas. I think you can get in on it. Yeah, okay. definitely. I mean, obviously it helps if you like. I mean, I didn't. I watched like the first couple of episodes of Vikings. So I couldn't get into mm. it. Like, but I love this. Okay. okay. So, so that's two recommendations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can I ask you about another one quickly, yeah, just seeing as I mentioned it briefly because yeah. it's the only film I've seen in the cinema in the last two and a half years oh yeah and half the reason I went was because it was a screening and I saw you there so what's your brief review of Ambulance do you know what right okay <laughs> right here is the thing with Ambulance everyone else seemed to be having a great time with it <laughs> oh Jesus I, I saw you were gone him. before the end were you oh yeah I got up I was like oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, should I if, the, re- if the reviewer sorry, walks yeah. out, well, they. No, I, well, I didn't 
happened? Okay, no. What happened was I you stayed had to, to the end. No, hold on. Right. I normally okay. You've you've dubbed me in it now, right? Because I wrote the review for that, and like you've dubbed me in a little bit. It's okay. No, I'll explain. Two minutes for it. No, no, no. I basically right. I would always stay to the end of the film. I really would. I've I've never walked out yeah. of a film, and I wasn't walking out of ambulance because it was terrible. I mean, I wasn't enjoying it, but I didn't walk out of that. I had to go somewhere else basically, and. Um, I, I was like, okay, I've seen this film a hundred times. I know exactly what's going to happen here. I'm just going to leave. I can, I, can, I can write this review. Like, you know, that kind of way. It's fine. I know where this is going. It's Michael Big. Like, I, you know, I can write this in my sleep. It's yeah, fine. It's like, no great plot twist. It's no great plot twist. Like, it's it's not going to be, the, the you know, like, it's fine. I know what's going on. He was dead all along. Give yeah. Us a, give us a one-line <laughs> review. A lot. That's two. Um, well, I said to Simon earlier, I felt like at a point in the movie, uh, maybe because we were sitting a bit too close to the screen, I felt like I was going to have a stroke. Oh, so yeah. From the drone thing and the camera. Like, he kept using these, like, drone cameras. And, like, look, drone cameras are cool in moderation. Yeah. But when you're literally, like, whipping it around constantly and it's, it's like, like being on a roller coaster <laughs> isn't it and it's like Jesus Christ will you just calm down and just give me a well crafted directed piece of action I don't need you to be spinning your drone around the place I don't need to feel like give in a roller coaster give us the shootout sequence from Heat Michael that's what that's it well it's in us it, it is in us they, yeah they, like Badly ripped it off. Badly ripped it yeah. off. Yeah, badly ripped it off. Like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like the whole time I was watching Ambulance, it was like, I've seen this before, done better. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Operation Mincemeat as well. I've seen this before, done better. Right. And that's a new segment on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> seen it before, done better. No, totally. Like, I mean, that's like there are so many films I see nowadays. I'm like, ah, that's just like this, and ah, it's just like okay, that. Okay, so we've covered the big screen then. Yeah. Uh, what do you watch on the minute TV wise? Have you a recommendation for that, our listeners? I would say, yeah, okay, this is a recommendation of sorts. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's newly recommended. No, well, like, it's, 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 okay, right. So it's basically uh, Catherine Tate's, uh, Catherine Tate's uh, new uh, Netflix series, Hard, Hard Cell. Hard right, okay. Yeah, so what this basically is, is she is a former events manager who's now become the governor of a prison <laughs> and they're deciding to, yeah, right? And, like, the thing okay, of it is, already is I, I loved it because the amount of people I know that have worked in events and then just go into the most random of <laughs> industries afterwards because they just can't manage or whatever. I don't yeah. know. And yet they tried to take that sensibility into the new industry. It's like, yeah, we're going to have fun in this prison. We're going to put yeah. on a musical. And is it like everything else that she plays 47? She plays parts. like 47 different characters. And like some of them are very like, I kind of had to like, I was like, oh, that is her. And then other ones, it's like, that's clearly her with a So they're putting on a musical on her suggestion. On her suggestion. And then they bring in, and I've forgotten your one's name, Hannah Trott from EastEnders. Right, yeah, yeah. Cheryl. Yeah, she played Cheryl in EastEnders. Yes, yeah. 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 She is the acting coach that's brought in and she's playing herself in it. (laughs) Like, I have to say, like... Is it good? It is good. Like, it's very bawdy, which I appreciate. That, like, you know, they're trying to, like... So often when you see kind of, like... um, Dramas set inside of prisons, they're very kind of dour. Or yeah. if they are dour, you know, there is a bit of levity in it. Like, obviously, we're thinking of like, you know, Orange is the New Black, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. But like, you even go back to something like Oz, oh, you yeah, know, that no kind way. of way. And Oz was brilliant. I loved Oz, but like, Jesus, there was not any humour to be no, found no, in it. No, was, like, it was grim. Has, um, has the movie come out yet? The Nan movie? Her, uh, yeah. yeah. Has that been a gun? That came yeah. and went. Oh, went. Oh, went right, being okay. the. Okay. Went being the operative word. Okay, so um, the TV series is Hard Cell. It's on Netflix. It's if on you're a Catherine Tate fan, you're gonna love. Oh yeah, I know, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's absolutely it. Yeah, and I would say, like, I mean, the 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 nan wasn't even screened for press. So wow, okay. that is like, okay. yikes. 
Yeah, and on that bombshell... Do you, do you like Catherine Tate, by the way? I mean, what do you think of Catherine Yeah, I Tate like Catherine Tate. Tate. I, 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 I liked the TV series back in the day. So did I. I yeah. wasn't mad about her character in The Office, in the US office. Yeah. And she was a, one of the, she, she was a major part of that series for yeah. the last three seasons. Three seasons, yeah. Um, but she's phenomenal. I think she's phenomenal. Some of the characters she created back on the Catherine Tate show... Are legendary, yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try hard sell. Yeah, give it a, give it a whirl. Like it's worth a shot. Like the episodes are like you know thirty minutes long. Yeah. It's the kind of thing you can throw on, and it's like it, three episodes in, yeah. you'll know. It's not it's, gonna change your life, but it might, might make you laugh. Well, oh yeah, definitely. But like it's very like broad yeah. comedy, like yeah. which she does so so well. And I think you know the setting of it doesn't necessarily lend itself to it, but she finds a way to make it work. So yeah, it's definitely worth a so, shot. So the Northman, yes, yes. Uh, Operation Minchmeat, bring your yeah. ma, and you're very excited about Top Gear. Yeah, Top Gear. Top Gear. <laughs> Top Gear. No, what's it called again? How ignorant he is. Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, what's I, it called? The most iconic movies. I have a me diary. I obviously can't wait to see Jeremy Clarkson. When Top Gun plane. comes out, I'm booking two tickets. Give it a go. All right. All right. 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 Yeah, All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you for coming in. No worries. Talk to you next week. So there we go, Brian Lloyd uh, giving us his uh, picks for the weeks uh, ahead. That's it, that's episode one in a nutshell. That is it, Go Loud Select, sponsored by Sky. And of all the recommendations that Simon's given you and I've given you, of course the other one is the brand new documentary only on Sky, Tony Hawk Until the Wheels Fall Off, which is a definitive look at Hawk's life and iconic career as the pioneer of skateboarding. And in the documentary, unprecedented access, never seen before footage. That's what I love, baby. That's what makes me watch them. If I see never seen, never seen before, I'm in. He likes peeking behind the I'm curtain. I'm in. I'm going Tony Hawk's. All right, right, we'll check it out. Tony Hawk, until the wheels fall off, it's streaming now on Sky. Goal Out Selects is a Goal Out original. Happy days, pal. Talk to you next week. If we learned one thing today, for me, it was always make sure you tighten the front wheelie up a week. Absolutely. And you're into property porn. Bye.